Many of you know Axis deer is considered to be the best tasting venison on the planet. I've been hearing that for years. And that those deer cause some ecological harm. Well, Maui Nui Venison is bringing those Axis deer to the market. So you can get some fresh cuts and sticks shipped to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I, Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. Montana Casting Company is a performance fly rod and reel company based right here in our capital, Helena, Montana. Each model of fly rod is a tribute to Montana's rugged beauty and adventurous spirit. Their rods capture the look, feel, and craftsmanship of a custom-built fly rod. Scott personally calls every customer who buys one of his rods. Head to montanacastingco.com and use code MEATEATER20 at checkout for a one-time 20% off discount. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. Welcome to Media to Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer North, and today we're joined by many special guests, including Brandon Butler, Brad Cape, and Phil Yeomans. Am I saying that right, or did I mess it up again? That is correct. Awesome. All right. In addition to them, we also have Steve, Corinne, Brody, Giannis, and Sean. Well, I'd like to point out, mm-hmm. um, Brandon Butler's been on the show many times. Yep. Several times. Um, he, people would know, would recognize, uh, people that listen to the Meat Eater podcast, would, his story about uh, turning in some poachers and then in retaliation having his home burnt down. Pat Durkin has written about it twice on the TheMeatEater.com, covered yep. the story. And then introduce our other fellas here because you guys have covered that. That's right. We also have the Wyoming Corner Crossing victims, two of the three of you, correct? Four. Two of the four of you. What happened to the other two guys? Why couldn't they make it? They could make it. No I don't good, know what no they, they had prior obligations. <laughs> now Brandon, maybe they're, yeah, maybe they're too good at trivia. That's right. Brandon, Brad, Phil, how you guys feel about trivia? I've got a stack of Trivial Pursuit games in the corner at home. Really? Ooh. I get them at like the Goodwill the fishing and game garage edition. sales. <laughs> it's one of my like garage sale look for things. Sure. Uh-huh. Can Hold, we play partners? Oh, I got my glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from our four verticals. Can I, uh, one more thing. Yes. Yanni wants to know, Yanni brought up a great question while we were making 19 pounds of meatballs for a 4-H event yesterday. Uh-huh. And when you're frying 19 pounds of one-inch meatballs, you got a lot of time to talk. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. <laughs> it was one of those deals where I feel like Steve's mind was somewhere else because I'd like ask a couple questions, I'd get an answer or two, but it never would go anywhere. And it'd be quiet for a minute or two, and then I'd be like, well... What about in trivia? You notice that we haven't had a person have a clean sweep and win and get every question right. No, we have. You're sitting we in the room a perfect, with him. We had a perfect game. Yeah. Oh, we think that a perfect game should, you get a $1,000 donation. 
We could retroactively do that. Yeah. I think that was even during the hundred dollar days. That was early. Oh no, early no it's not retro. I didn't know he played a perfect game, but I think if you get a perfect game, mm-hmm. it's a thousand bucks. I don't well, know about, congrats, about bro. Sean sitting over my shoulder here. I need some folders yeah. to put up. <laughs> I would feel you can trust him. I would feel as though I failed the podcast if I allowed another perfect game. I think then I'm not. I don't have mm-hmm. good trivia. Challenge accepted. <laughs> That's right. I like it. We can do that going forward. Thousand bucks if you pitch a perfect game. Now again. These questions are from our four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking, and there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 or 1000 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. So far, we've had Steve win six times. Brody win four. Otto, Giannis Otto. win two. Clay said, Have you done Grimm, the math Chess- yet? No. So here's, here's the problem. Are you not doing it? I, w- here's, I'm, I vow to you that it will get done. Okay. The problem is I have to go back and listen to 12 podcasts that are 30 minutes each. No, you don't. That, yeah, I do. Because it's not a better way to do it than that. Here's the problem. We tend to get to the end of the show. And when Phil gives his updates, he's only giving updates for the people that are in it. So I want to figure out who's getting, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it thoroughly. We're going to get how many questions everybody in the room gets right. So we're going to do this right. I may even need to like get some listener help. If you want to help me out and uh, help me keep a spreadsheet for this email, trivia at themeateater.com. If I have you go back and listen to an episode and figure out the winner and who got what right, I'm going to march over to our merch room. I'm going to grab you a box. It may have binoculars in it. It may have a T-shirt. It may have a water bottle. And I'm going to send that to you for helping me appease Steve and get everybody's score and What stats. should their subject right. line be? Uh, just send the email there. We'll, we'll, f- we'll figure it out. I think people should also so send one in where the subject line is Spencer can suck You're it. saying, Spencer, you're <laughs> not going to... see how many come in. You're not going to do it by game. You're going to do it by question. We will go by question. We'll get stats like... I like Brody it. Brody averages 5.7, right? Giannis averages 6.3. Mm. We're, we're gonna If we're going to do oh, this... Oh, I love This it. is going to look like a baseball box score when we're done. I love yeah, we, it. We have to know which player is good at which vertical, too. Like, Yanni's like oh, 75% man. in conservation. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that'd give people like... This, you could have a whole show where people put suits on <laughs> and argue about the trivia stats. That's right. <laughs> So yep. this, this, I am, I'm certainly going to need listener help now. Email Spencer can suck it to trivia at the And it'll be helping. It'll be to help Spencer. That's right. Now we have some housekeeping to get to on a previous episode of trivia. You, our guests may not know this, but I named Missouri is having the greatest game agency logo in America. Well, recently, oh, Miss- you, that, you point, you made that, a, that wasn't like a trivia question. That was just you saying that. It was a trivia question. I declared it the greatest game agency logo. Then I showed it to the room, and you guys had to figure out what state it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you were just clarifying that you wouldn't ask a trivia question like who has the greatest. You were just observing. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Now we had Missouri Department of Conservation District Supervisor Lieutenant Kevin Eulinger reached out and thanked us for that declaration. He said it brought him a real sense of pride, and as a token of his appreciation, he sent us ten logo patches that were worn by Missouri conservation officers in the line of duty. Hmm. Thank you, Kevin. Now, the real cool thing about these patches is that not only do they look good, like it's a digital file, but when you put them on a T-shirt as a, as a patch that someone wears, it looks just as good there. <laughs> not everything translates well from digital to the physical world, but these look amazing. Yeah, it does look great. So our, I'm, I'm going to make one of these for Brandon, but I'm going to take a lighter and kind of burn the, <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of char the edges up. Oh. Dark. Go, Steve's going dark. 
So thank you, Kevin. Also, on a previous episode of Trivia, I asked what the five countries are that have polar bears. A few are you folks, back into this again? <laughs> we, got a, we got another thing to address here. Oh. A few folks in the room said Antarctica, which is incorrect because it's not a country and it doesn't have bears. <laughs> now, this inspired about five people to write in and point out that the name Antarctica actually translates to no bears. Here's what they mean. The name Arctic comes from the Greek word arctos, which means bear. And the ant at the beginning of Antarctica is supposed to be anti as in the opposite of. So Antarctica means the opposite of the land of bear. Now, the explorers who named it that weren't referring to physical bears like polar bears, but instead they were talking about the great and little bear constellations, which are only visible from the northern hemisphere. So although they were talking about space bears, it actually works with polar bears as well. And now you'll always remember that neither one exists in Antarctica. Um, I don't remember this. I was probably very excited about having gotten it right. But <laughs> are you telling me that people in this room put down that Antarctica has polar bears? I'm telling you that people did that, and then you even were shamed they, them. Were they you even shamed they, them are they for putting that down. Are they employees here? We have one, we have one person in the oh, corner. Oh, I don't care. If Corinne did it, that's fine. We also had uh, a couple of our guests at the time, Cam and Rihanna, uh, that said that. Because oh, so. I would have to go, <laughs> HR would have to pay these people a visit. <laughs> Corinne? This is why uh, I stopped playing. All right, let's keep moving. And with that, we are on to Meat Eater Trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Question one, the topic is conservation, and as always, it is multiple choice. This first great question comes to us via Derek Stamey. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Which of these is not one of the five tools of wildlife management listed in the 1949 book, A Sand County Almanac? Hold on, back up. Say that again. Which of these is not one of the five tools of wildlife management listed in the 1949 book, A Sand County Almanac. Is it axe, cow, water, or gun? Which is not one of the five tools of wildlife management in A Sand County Almanac? Again, your choices are axe, cow, water, or gun. So three of those are a tool, and one of them is not. How do you feel about this one, Steve? 50-50. Mm, I'm feeling 50-50, too. I got, a little That's not easy. I got a little trivia for you, Spencer. Okay. What year was most of that book written? Uh, well, <laughs> I would say 1945. No, it was written in the 20s. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why most didn't it come out until so much later? Because it, it was his, basically, it's his collected writing. Oh, now, how Observations many folks, over years and years. How many folks in the room have read that book? Wow. Okay. That's, you never read that book? That's like that's like. No, I read the book. Oh, I was, I was like, give me a break. So about eighty percent of the folks. All right. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal the answer. We have Steve saying cow, Sean saying X, Brandon saying cow, Brad saying cow, Brody saying cow, Corinne saying gun, Phil saying gun, and Yana saying cow. Now, all the, every other word, every three words. Leopold uses the axe. <laughs> the correct answer 
which nobody got, no, is it's water. water. Mm. Well, he's wrong. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Here is Leopold's qu famous quote from the book. The central thesis of game management is this. Game can be restored by the creative use of the same tools which have heretofore destroyed it. Axe, plow, cow, fire, and gun. Mm. So he never mentions water. I don't know if we've ever had an offer on the first question before. No. Multiple choices. <clears> you can <throat> get somebody. Easy, too. I, remember, I remember going Anyone's to... Anyone's game. I remember uh, someone was talking about desert... Uh, Someone was talking about desert bighorn recovery. Uh-huh. And he said, he was saying, usually wildlife recovery in the desert comes down to water and money. Mm. And he was talking about a certain spot. But he goes, in this spot, it's just water. <laughs> so they have the money. They need water. Yeah. Question two, the topic is fishing. This type of rig, which is popular among bass anglers, is a finesse fishing style that involves hooking a soft plastic through the middle of the body. This type of rig, which is popular among bass anglers, is a finesse fishing style that involves hooking a soft plastic through the middle of the body. Did you know that he was a he was a uh, he used to be a competitive bass fisherman? Who did? Brad. Yeah, I I felt as though uh, our Missouri folks are probably some bass anglers that that may have a good chance. Yeah, he song. he he'll tailor. He'll throw you like not two bones, but he might throw you a bone. I like that. Yeah. I can handle that. Does everybody have an answer? We had some quick answers there. Yeah, I, I quite cockily. Okay. I, I've even fished this rig, but I can't remember for sure. Again, Brody's this... looking at me like it was staring at me. <laughs> this type we of rig. We crushed the smallmouth on that lake by your old house. <laughs> Which is popular among no, bass No, you're thinking anglers. of the wrong thing. No, I'm Don't not. You... Don't touch your board. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Yeah, let's go. Go ahead and reveal. We have Steve saying wacky, Sean saying wacky, 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 Brody saying Cinco. I'm ahead of Brody. Corinne, what are you saying? Corinne without an answer, Phil saying Jig, Giannis saying Carolina. I'm ahead of Brody. The correct answer is wacky or Nico. Cinco is not correct, but a Cinco worm is what you would traditionally use on a wacky rig. So you were on the right Remember, right Brody, la last time we played, bro, you <laughs> were ahead of me early and I whooped you. So Brody, don't lose. You're, don't you're lose. Right. going back to just not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Usually a wacky rig is fished without weight. Making with a Senko. With a Senko. <laughs> but you could also use it with a creature bait or, or any of the other soft plastic. And Senko, isn't Senko like a, it's a specific product. Yeah, that's like uh, yeah. Gary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yamamoto. Yes. Yamamoto. He, he made those. Now, wacky or Nico. Usually a wacky rig is fish without weight, making it the ideal setup for catching shallow bass near docks and weed lines. And because wacky rig baits have so much action on their own, they require very little rod movement to get bites. Now, is that what Giannis was referring to that you used on the lake? No, he's thinking of, uh, what's that call where you got the hook tied directly into the main line? Drop shot. He was talking about drop shotting. I'm impressed you got like such a hardcore bass question right. Dude, I, I guarantee, I guarantee uh -huh. I've caught more largemouth bass than you have. That's fine. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not debating that. <laughs> Question I grew three. up on a largemouth bass lake. That's great. Yeah. The topic is conservation. The extinct dodo bird was only found on one island in what ocean? Again, the extinct dodo bird was only found on one island in what ocean? Corinne? How do you feel about this one since you have the trophy game piece that has a dodo bird on it? 
I'm not quite sure. Okay. I'm not totally sure. One more time, the extinct dodo bird was only found on one island in what ocean? Does anybody know this, or is everybody just taking a guess? Yes. I can't remember the name of the island, and I don't know where it was. (laughs) (laughs) It makes it tough. Well, I thought long and hard, and I I have an answer that I'm not embarrassed by. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Atlantic, Sean saying Atlantic, Brandon saying Indian, Brad saying uh, Pacific, Brody saying Indian, Corinne saying Galapagos, (laughs) Phil saying Pacific, and Yana saying Indian. The correct answer is Indian. Oh, Brody. We had a few people get it right. I thought you had to give an island. No, no, no. We're just looking for the ocean. ocean. Brody ties her up. The species was discovered by sailors about 600 miles east of Madagascar in 1507, and less than 200 years later, the last dodo died. They were driven to extinction through overharvesting, habitat loss, and the presence of invasive species like rats and pigs. That's another one where my homunculus knew. <laughs> because there was like a voice, a voice somewhere in my body was like, Indian Ocean, Indian Ocean. <laughs> I was like, that was the Atlantic. It just looks like a more like a warm, colder sure. weather bird when I look at him. Wonder if you could call him in. Not anymore. No. <laughs> Have you a slow <laughs> ass hunt now, bro? So I didn't see shit again. <laughs> question four: The topic is biology, and this question comes to us via Brandon Colgazer. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Besides whales, there are only two animals with ivory in North America. What are they? Besides whales, there are only two animals with ivory in North America. What are they? We need both animals. Oh, both. Both of them. I feel like it should be one of, dude. I've got questions about I'll get neither. <laughs> a lot of folks thinking is hard. It, is there like kind of like a trick element to it? <laughs> yeah, say that again. <laughs> Besides whales... There are only two animals with ivory in North America. What are they? I want to ask a question, but I just I can't. <laughs> and wouldn't you wouldn't answer it anyway? Because can I confer with you outside for a minute? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> can I confer with you? You can, you can ask Brody. You can ask your question, and I'll tell you. I'm not going to tell you anything. Or you could just not ask. Here's it my. I feel like I'd give too much away by yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Does everybody have an answer? And I'm going to be mad if... Oh. I, I'm, I'm leaving what I had. <laughs> I'm leaving what I had. So if I'm wrong, I could be like, but I'm kind of right. Then Oculus. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying walrus and elk. Sean oh, saying elk. Brandon saying elk and the ivory-billed woodpecker. <laughs> Brad saying walrus and elk. Brody saying walrus and elk. Corinne saying elk and narwhal, which is a whale. Phil saying elk and walrus. And Yana saying walrus and elk. The correct answer is elk and walrus. Hey! So you guys did very well. So what about the narwhal? That's a whale. Yeah, that's why I you said... You said animal. And is no, a whale I, not besides, an animal? Besides whales. Oh, God, I never listened to the whole question. I know, that's the problem I have. <laughs> it was literally the first two words, besides yeah, whales. Yeah, yeah. There are so only two animals. I miss a me. lot by talking. And the other thing is, that's why I wanted to confer with him to be like, how nitpicky are you being on what's a whale? Yeah. Yeah. 
Other animals with ivory include elephants, hippos, narwhals, orcas, sperm whales, and warthogs. But thanks to a 2016 U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service law, it is now actually harder to buy ivory from any of those animals than it is to buy ivory from an extinct mastodon. Hmm. If you go on eBay and you're trying to like buy ivory, you can find all sorts of listing for uh, like mastodon, but nothing from those other other critters. Do you know that? Um... I have, I, I want to go find out what's up with it, but mm-hmm. did, I, did I tell you about the dagger my dad brought back from World War II that he got in North Africa? That's way cool. It's got a big ivory handle on it. And I think you can still- know what it is. You can still like uh, barter with those or sell them. It's pre-1972. Which yeah. I, that no, this is an old ass be. thing, but I just want someone to look at it and see if they can tell what kind of ivory it is. It was enough of a deal where he brought it home with him. He's trying to bring a Tommy gun home, but couldn't. I have a book on my desk that maybe would help out. I'll give that to you. Question five. We'll get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. The topic is public lands. In 2019, Bushlight did a promotion where they gave a lifetime supply of beer to someone who found their pop-up bar in the Mark Twain National Forest, which is located in what state? Again, in 2019, Bushlight did a promotion where they gave a lifetime supply of beer to someone who found their pop-up bar in Mark Twain National Forest, which is located in what state? Can I get a bonus point if I know what his real name was? <laughs> no. <Samuel>. No. <laughs> Phil, Phil gets a bonus point. Does everybody have an answer, Brody? Yep. What do you got, Roy? Just staring at my answer, hoping it's right. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Missouri. Sean saying Missouri, 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 Missouri. Grant saying Arkansas. Phil saying Missouri. And Giannis saying Missouri. The correct answer is Missouri. I know somebody that went to it. Yeah. You know what I think we should Lauren do? Lauren If I can name what town he was born in, I get a point. You can tell us the name, but we will not give you a point. What was it? Hannibal, Hannibal. Missouri. Hannibal. That promotion was a disaster yeah. because apparently Bush only planned for a few hundred fans to show up, but got a few thousand instead. One person I interviewed back in 2019 told me that they took a vacation day and drove 14 hours to find the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and when they did, all they got was one single warm beer. Another attendee I talked to said they saw someone pass out from heat stroke on the hike there. <laughs> but the good news is this. Bush ended up planting thousands of trees and donating thousands of dollars to the National Forest Foundation. So cheers to them. Now, did you guys attend that at all? I know somebody that did. And uh, what, what was Brad, their feedback on nah, it? Exactly what you said. It was Everything was gone by the time people got there. Brad tried to corner cross his way in there. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go because it was a straight line. Yeah, right. With no corners. <laughs> Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. Yes, we have uh, Corinne in third place with eight, or with zero points, excuse me. <laughs> eight. <laughs> tied for second place, we have Phil and Sean with two points, and then uh, tied for first, five people. We Ooh. have Brad, Brandon, Brody, Giannis, and Steve. Halfway Man. through the game of trivia. Wow. This happened to us last time we played. <laughs> but a winner emerged. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there is always a catch. So when I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, well, what's the catch? But it turns out there isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores 
and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash meat eater. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash meat eater. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I want to tell you about an American-made success story and Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. Black Buffalo is all about the history and tradition of dip but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but keep the ritual with flavors dippers love. Mint, straight, and wintergreen, all proudly made right here in the USA. Tell them, Chili. The reason I like Black Buffalo pouches is, one, they're very discreet. And what I mean by that is I can throw one in and almost forget it's there. And I prefer the mint pouches. So if you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Man, I just got a new truck. Before I even drove my new truck anywhere, I wasn't going to drive it anywhere until I put a deck system in it. That's, how, that's what a believer I am in decked. I always thought they were a great deal, but now they're even better because they have redesigned their drawer system in storage cases from the ground up. It's like, I didn't know there was a problem with them. I don't know, they seem great to me. Just an improvement on perfection. The new system, made in the USA, gives you 10 to 30% bigger drawers to fit more gear. It's lockable and secure, right? Weatherproof storage for all your gear. You build it right into your truck bed. You still have a truck bed you can put stuff on. The top deck of the new system has eight D-ring tie-downs integrated into the steel. So you have really burly anchor points to hook stuff down on your bed. So you got to slam on the brakes or take off real fast. Nothing shifts. And like I said, they're, they're, they're D-rings that lay real flat. Like you still slide stuff right across the deck. It doesn't catch on the D-rings. The D-rings are built in. The drawer system fits any truck or van on the road in the USA from the last 20-plus years. Deck is a game-changer. There's no more like leaving stuff at home that you wish you had with you. The stuff I want in my truck is in my truck, out of the way, and secure. Go to deck.com slash meat eater to receive free shipping. Question six, the topic is foraging. This next great question comes to us via Dave Kalashek. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, send it to trivia at meateater.com. Ostrich ferns produce edible fronds that are more commonly known as what? What? Ostrich ferns, like the bird in ostrich, ostrich ferns produce edible fronds oh. that are more commonly known as what? 
Steve, you should pay Spencer more. I've known Steve now for it's coming on. I'm like a month or two away. I, I like where this I don't is know going. Spencer makes. I'm a month or two away from knowing him for ten years and working with him for almost as long. Ten years. No. You think you knew me? Oh, I'm Steve. sorry. Okay, yeah, keep going. Okay. I'm trying you, to think right now. Few, few, I know what it is. I know what it is. Th- I feel like things. he's stalling for Re- you. Can you repeat it one more time? <laughs> no, he's distracting me. He's distracting me. How Hold do you not know this answer? Let's I do hear, know the answer. I just don't know this it. very important thought from Giannis, and then I'll repeat re- the question. I know it, but I can't remember. Giannis is getting at the old Stump Steve thing, I think. <laughs> no, right? You guys got to no, shut it. up. <laughs> All right, one more time. Ostrich ferns produce edible fronds that are more commonly known as what? That humunculus is working real hard over no, here. No, he doesn't know. <laughs> I'm listening for him. He's not. He doesn't know. The humunculus doesn't to, eat plants. It's up to the main me to find out. But I know but what it is. I've been with Steve through a lot of experiences. Stop, stop, Come on, stop, call it, Spencer. <laughs> Does everybody else have an answer? <laughs> I'll save my comment until after we... Okay. we... You got it, Steve. No, I don't. It's not it. Go it. ahead and reveal your answer. I'm Steve doesn't you. have an answer. Sean doesn't have an answer. Brandon saying eggs. Ah, Brody got Brad it. saying mushrooms. Brody, Brody saying fiddleheads. Corinne saying follicks. Phil saying Brussels sprouts. And Giannis saying fiddleheads. Some the correct answer is fiddleheads. Nice work, Giannis. Uh, Fiddleheads are thanks, sweet Brody. and crisp, making them a great option for sautéing or roasting. If you want to learn how to cook them and find them, then check out our article at TheMeatEater.com called Four Delicious Plants You Can Forage in Spring. You got to cook them, right? They make you sick if you don't? I, I don't know that, but I would imagine you'd want to cook maybe. them anyway. Now, Giannis, you had something very, very, very important. Dude, yeah, I was, I was eating more. fiddleheads Steve and you were laughing. Steve should pay milk. you more. Because oh, okay. I've seen Steve through a lot of highs and a lot of lows <laughs> over the last 10 years. And even through, like, I would, watching Steve play trivia, he's as happy as killing a 200-inch buck, <laughs> as, as happy as having, like, brand newborn babies around. Wow. Yeah, happier, no, happier like, now. seriously. Yeah, happier now. He's so excited. <laughs> Was he this happy when we were just recording for three hours talking about corner crossing? Not at all. No. <laughs> and he's not even winning. <laughs> we're on to question seven. The topic is nature. This person who has more than 20 plants and animals named after him, narrated the documentaries Planet Earth and Blue Planet. Again, this person, who has more than 20 plants and animals named after him, narrated the documentaries Planet Earth and Blue Planet. You know it? I complain about them all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's that? Well, this, this yeah, you've a, heard me complain about it. Large... I think that he should hang it up and they should let somebody else take a crack at it. <laughs> One more time. This person who has more than 20 plants and animals named after him narrated the documentaries Planet Earth and Blue Planet. Does everybody have an answer? Steve is doing some more writing. That was my initial bit of writing. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Sir Attenborough. Sean saying Attenborough, Brandon saying Morgan Freeman, Brad saying Nah, it's like Bill Nye the Science. Bill Nye the Science. He's not right. Brody saying Richard Attenborough, which is Attenborough's dad. He's not right. I think it's his dad. I think it's his brother. Oh, brother. Okay. Corinne saying David Attenborough. 
Phil saying <sighs> Peckins and Giannis saying Attenborough. The correct answer is David Attenborough. Oh, I, I had the D in front of Yeah, you're good on D. You I'm good on Sir because he's Sir yeah, David he Attenborough. Is, he is. Brody is wrong. He is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Sean's right, though, because he didn't specify. Yeah, just Attenborough you can't, would be good no, enough. No, that's not good enough. No. Oh, that, that is acceptable that. in Jeopardy. But, Last but names. he's not right. No, he I'm is not right. right. If he gets Attenborough, he like, gets that. Yeah, yeah. You'd have done you do better not. by less, more with less. All right, <laughs> I'm, I've had enough of this. <laughs> His what? most recent documentary is the five-part series Prehistoric Planet on Apple TV. I binged it last week, and it's genuinely one of the greatest things I've ever watched. If you or your family is even <laughs> remotely interested in dinosaurs, you need to watch this show. I it's little, so damn good. I, t- I get a little burned out on that guy. <sighs> you need wait, to watch prehistoric. Where he'll like, they're like, he's like, whale. He very much reads to the edit, you know. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a whisper, like a narration. whale show up. Whales. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, no, it drives me a little bit nuts. I'd rather have my kid narrate it. My kid be like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that whale. <laughs> you should watch prehistoric planet and just put it on mute, and then your kid can narrate it. That's good, dude. Question eight, the topic is fishing. Catadromous fish spend most of their life in freshwater, but go to saltwater to spawn. And there is only one catadromous fish in North America. What is it? Catadromous fish spend most of their life in freshwater, but they go to saltwater to spawn. And there's only one of these fish in North America. What is it? Did Bro- Brody, did you write cockily? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looked like it. But your mic was kind of. I, I mean, but it, 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 we're tied. So I know, like, but your mic was blocking, or uh, Brad's mic, or no, sorry, Brandon's mic. So I couldn't see if you were writing cockily. Mm hmm. Or sure just was. writing. Yep. Very cockily. <laughs> Almost used all caps. <laughs> He's got I'm, an exclamation I, point. I want to know if uh, for the next game, any of you boys want to get in on a little Calcutta before we start. <laughs> oh, I'll do a side bet. Any. Time. Every okay. time. <laughs> All right. We should just have a like running pool. I also think we should do an episode where uh like like are you guys familiar with the show Drunk History? Yeah. We should do one of those, but for this. Yeah. yeah but oh, Steve we're you done drink face? anymore. Does that involve us drinking? No, I mean I'd do yeah. I'd do it for that. Oh, there you go. I just have Kylie schedule my hangover. <laughs> like, the next day, I'll be like, Steve, hangover. Yeah, but if eight, we're, to, eight to five. You need two days. You need two days for a real hangover. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answer. We have Steve saying American Eel, Sean without an answer, Brandon without an answer, Brad saying the King Salmon, Brody saying the American Eel, Corinne saying Chinook Salmon, Phil without an answer, and Giannis saying American Eel. The correct answer is American Eel. Is Giannis winning? No. We'll get a scoreboard update in a second. Catadromous <laughs> fish make some of the most extreme migrations in the animal kingdom. The best example is an American eel that was caught in southern Minnesota in 2017. For that fish to end up there, she likely made a 4,000-mile journey from where she was born in the Atlantic Ocean. They, they spawn in the Sargasso Sea. That's right. And it's a free-cast egg. Just drifts, and then it turns into like a thing called the Elver, and that drifts around. Eventually, hits big enough for locomotion and hauls and goes to the American coast. Yeah, they like tossed the, most... the idea around of listing them because yeah. mm. they're doing pretty badly in some areas. Yeah, one of the most mysterious spawners. Biologists still know like very little about how the whole thing works. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. We have two questions left. 
We do. Uh, we have Corinne Schneider with one point, Phil with two points, and then tied for third place. We have Brad, Brandon, and Sean all with three points. Tied for second place, we have Brody and Steve. And in first place, Giannis Patelis. Oh. How many? Six points. Six We've points. We've been here before. How many questions <laughs> we got? Two more? Two questions left. Oh, boy. The topic is cooking. Oh, Yanni. Yanni's a pretty good cook. Spoon University said Mexico's most popular sandwich is best described as if a taco and hoagie got married and had a baby. What is it? Again, Spoon University said Mexico's most popular sandwich is best described as if a taco and hoagie got married and had a baby. What is it? Giannis, you seemed confident. Yeah, he goes to that taco truck all the time. <laughs> Which taco truck you like? They don't have it there anymore. I don't know where they moved to. That red one that was in front oh, of yeah, the group Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it the other day. There's one on 7th. It's on 7th. They yeah. moved it over to 7th. Mm. Yeah. The Belgrade Taco It was doing good business. Top yeah. notch. Yeah. Brody, how you feeling about this one? Not great, but I think I have a shot. Steve, how you feeling about this one? Man, I ate one not long ago. Yeah, you but did. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of got it. It just depends how lean it he's I can, even, I can even tell you what meat you had on Mountain that. Mountain goat. Yeah. That's going to give a lot of tips. One more time. This is Mexico's most popular sandwich, and it's best described as if a taco and hoagie got married and had a baby. I'm, I'm writing my letters so you can't really tell what they say. <laughs> then he can be like, so I can argue a variety of like things here, man. Does everybody have an answer? Oh, is it? Oh, Steve is scribbled. I he is erased. He's thought of something else. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying, what does it say? Say it in the mic. I think it's like something like sopas, but I had totopas. <laughs> sopas. Brandon saying chalupa. Brad saying chalupa. Oh, Brody saying torta. Corinne saying burrow. Phil saying a peanut butter and jelly. And Giannis <laughs> saying a torta. The correct answer is torta. All right, Giannis. <laughs> There's no catching Look them now. You. If you want a great you recipe, right, I got it right. Oh, so you could catch them. I could. I hope you catch them. If you want a great <laughs> recipe for a torta, we actually have two of them on themeateater.com. There is a mountain goat torta from Chef Kevin Gillespie that uses Which pinto beans. Which can be made beans, with any meat on the planet. Avocado and queso and a fish torta from Chef Lucas Leaf that uses refried beans, pickled jalapenos, and chipotle mayo. Now, I'll give you a hot tip. Let's hear it. Uh, when making those refried beans, you should never buy refried beans. You buy the pinto beans, get some bear oil or oil. We hadn't used bear oil, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Nothing can taste the difference. But and then just mash your own beans up in your own oil. It's so much better. And so easy. Yeah, and both of those recipes explain how to do that in detail. It's easy. I, I can't win, so I'm done. <laughs> On to question 10. We have Brody and Giannis left. Now, what we need happen to happen to go to overtime is for Giannis to get it wrong and Brody to get it right. Is that right? That's correct. The topic is hunting. How many career oh, wins? Oh, boy. Or Giannis only got two career wins. Giannis didn't really start playing until two weeks ago. I'm, root, I'm kind of pulling for Yanni because Brody's like my nemesis <laughs> and everything. <laughs> According to Boone and Crockett, America's top 10 biggest Canada moose were all killed in two states. Name one of them. Say it again. According to Boone and Crockett, America's top 10 biggest Canada moose were all killed in two states. 
Name one of them. Yannis, how you feeling? You're you saying that? All the way back there in third place. <laughs> Yannis, how you feeling? Ah, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. We need him to feel worse than that. Brody, how you feeling? Well, I'm confused by the question. There's nothing confusing about the question. That's weird. I'm confused that you're confused. <laughs> That's easy for you to say because you're not going to win anyway. <laughs> I'll read it one more time, Brody. According to Boone and Crockett, America's top 10 biggest Canada moose were all killed okay. in two states. Gotcha. Just It was me not listening again. Name one of them. Does everybody have an answer? Can I look at a map? A lot of writing from Brody. When you read my answer, can you yep. say, uh, competing for second place? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answer. Just competing for second place. Steve says Maine. Sean says Alaska. Brandon says Alaska. Brad says Alaska. That's Brody Yukon, says Montana. That's Cyrus. Corinne says North Dakota. Nope. Phil says Alaska. Yukon. And Giannis says Maine. He's right. The correct answer is Minnesota and Maine. So Giannis Yay! wins. <laughs> well done, Giannis. Would you get eight correct? Wow. I don't know. That was an authoritative Yanni. victory. Yeah. I just read uh, a thing about how they, uh, in a portion of Montana, like they're, they were confused as to whether the moose were Shiras moose or Canada moose. Oh. Like the ones up in northeastern Montana. Wow. Good job, Yanni. Cool. Yanni's third career win. Thank Yanni. you. Thank you. Well done. Don't forget, I want a picture with my with the trophy and my and as I'm taking Steve's little uh, peg out, little peg out, and putting mine in. <laughs> I want to give it to Howl.org. Howl.org. What do you like about Howl? I just feel like they uh, in in the world right now where we're getting hammered by so much like anti hunting stuff. Uh-huh. Those guys seem to have really simplified. Like, hey, here's what's going on, and here's how you can help out very easily. Like, I even will take the time, not always, but sometimes just follow the few clicks and links and go and, you know, s- send the letter to whoever they're wanting you to send it for. But it's just very simple and easy to follow along with, um, uh, you know, the things that are, you know, coming against the hunting community. So it's a nonprofit there. called Howl. Yeah. Now, Giannis, you have really diversified your winning. I think every time you've won, you've given to somebody else. Yeah. And, uh, is that bad? No, that's great. <laughs> Keep it up. Congratulations, Giannis, Johnny. Well done. Well Thank done. you. Ladies and gentlemen, the hospitalists. <laughs> Two away from the perfect game. Brandon, Brad, Phil, thank you guys for joining us. Next time, we'll have more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. If I had remembered Fiddlehead... <laughs> Would it be a showdown right now? I can't remember yeah, how bad I lost. Him. He's still in a loss. Oh, oh still no. lost. Oh, okay. That's how I lost fair and square. He tied him up. He tied him I lost fair and square. Hey, it's Steve here. Are you serious about hunting or self-defense? Well, starting in 1996, XS Sights took proven dot-the-eye sight pictures from firearms used on African safaris and applied that methodology to modern defensive handguns. All made in America, 
and trusted by industry leaders. Meat Eater listeners can get an exclusive discount on the XS Sites website. So just go to xssites.com and use code Meat Eater at checkout for 25% off. XS Sites, the fastest sites in any light. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today.